0: Hey there, guys. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for downloading this week's radio interview. We turn it into a podcast. We appreciate that. And please do leave us a rating, review, and subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And I'll send you a free koozie, a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do is review the podcast on iTunes. You know, write a little something nice or don't. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports dot com. That's Pete M U N D O at Sports dot com. Send it to me an email, the screenshot. Send me your address, and I will get that koozie in the mail. All right, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Pete Mundo continuing with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly. And we now welcome in a friend of the show. He is Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of GoPowerCat.com. Do a fantastic job as whole staff there uh, taking care of the Kansas State Wildcats and the entire fan base. Well, uh, Tim, there's there's no shortage of stuff going on right now in Manhattan. And it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's frustrating. It's sad. It's everything wrapped in the one. What's the latest here, week 11 of the college football season, with where things stand around Coach Snyder, the future of the program?
1: Well, um, it's business as usual, you know, contrary to some other reports that have been out there. There's there's really nothing in the works in terms of retirement or announcement or anything. Um, they're preparing to play Kansas on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. and. Other than that, uh, you know, we, if we're going to have a change, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, barring a loss to Kansas on Saturday, it'll, it'll come at the end of the year. But we'll see how it all plays out. But there's nothing imminent right now in terms of a coaching change. They're just going about their business. They're three and six, and one and five in the Big Twelve, and certainly underachieving in 2018.
0: Well, Tim, I was—I um, I don't know if "impressed" is the right word, but I'm going to use it with. You know, you've been you've been tough on, on Coach Snyder, and I know that he is a uh, god hero-like figure in the realm of uh, Bobby Bowden and Joe Paterno and those guys, and what he has done on that program. But it has been a tough season. There have been uh, reasons to criticize uh, the head coach's leadership with this program. How has that gone down uh, in a in a college-based town?
1: Well, you know, I mean, let' start with this that you know I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without coach Snyder. I mean, there wouldn't be a need for my business if not for Bill Snyder turning around football. So nobody is more keen to the you know importance of him to uh, the town than and the like department than myself. but still it it's become very clear to me it's time to Move on, let a younger man, you know, take the reins and and put some energy into the program. The program's not just stagnant right now, but there's just been an erosion of talent, and it's going to get really bad next year unless they have a serious surge in recruiting, which I don't think this staff will have with the way he wants to recruit. What's interesting, Pete, is, you know, I wrote a column, it would have been a week ago, Saturday, excuse me, a week ago, Sunday. So after the Oklahoma game, that it was time and he needed to retire. And the feedback I've gotten has been, you know, 95% positive with the other 5% being in that crowd. He's Bill Snyder. How dare you? He can do whatever he wants, uh, even if that means, you know, reverting the program back to what it was before he came, which uh, has become more and more of a minority, small fraction opinion. I think most people recognize the importance to football and to destroy the football program or at least take it back to early 90s version of the program when he was building it up would be disastrous for the university and the community of manhattan mm-hmm.
0: tim fitzgerald go power cat publisher there you guys do a fantastic job covering the wildcats uh it, you know tim when you look at what coach snyder has accomplished and it's no doubt i mean you said it best you wouldn't have uh, the job that you have if coach snyder had not turned around that program a uh, generation ago now uh, how is he really naive to the sentiment that appears to be out there is is he really just head in the sand pounding forward or do you think he's starting to see what what's going on
1: well he claims to be naive but he's not i mean he's clearly not pleased with me he's not pleased with other people um so there's there's definitely something you know to the fact that he knows what's going on he he senses it um and but you know he still goes about his business and there's not as much talk about the outside forces within the veneer football complex as some people might think um still though to to say he doesn't know what's going on to say he doesn't know his team's record like he pretended today at the press conference uh that's just part of his shtick if you want to say it that way uh he's very aware of what's going on in the world and 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 the fan base Uh, but unfortunately it's really not become about the football program right now it's it's kind of about him and what he wants to do and and uh, you know part of that is he wants Sean his son to be the next head coach which we thought he'd backed off of uh, but apparently that's not true he's he's still kind of pushing that behind the scenes
0: and what is the likelihood i mean it seems like that has at least amongst the fan base backed off of of anybody really wanting that because what we've heard tim and and at least you know things that i've heard and i think you've probably reported this that And Bill has even said this. I remember at Big 12 media days. He has said that, well, this is basically Sean's team. I'm kind of just the figurehead. And that was, over the past couple of years, him justifying why Sean should have the job. That doesn't look like such a great sales pitch anymore, Tim.
1: No, in fact, he won't, you know, really bring up Sean at any point anymore. You talk about special teams, he blames a a player, not the coaching, which is really odd, un-Bill Snyder-like. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not good advertising for him to say Sean's running the program because a lot of people think, well, that might be part of the problem here. I don't think Gene Taylor, the athletics director, is going to hire Sean. A period. Uh, we knew that under John Curry. He made that clear. There was a lot of friction between him and Bill Snyder. Gene's got a much better relationship with Coach Snyder, but that doesn't mean he's going to do whatever he wants. Um, and the, the seismic shift behind the scenes in the last you know couple months has been the fact that most of the big donors that I know of, at least I hear about or interact with or friends interact with, uh, they are clearly in the camp of it's time to do something, whether Bill wants to do it or not, um, you know, it's, it's time to make a move. And that is a, that's a seismic shift. That's a big mm-hmm. shift. I think Gene Taylor, if he'd have to do the unthinkable, would have a great deal of uh, backing from big donors.
0: Tim Fitzgerald, Go PowerCat, publisher, there is joining us. So I, I wanted you to actually take us inside of that realm in terms of the the power structure. We know college football is unique. You have a president, you have an athletic director, you have big time donors, and in Kansas State's case, Tim, you got a legendary head coach there who. Uh, is is not going down potentially without a fight. So, uh, you're you're saying that there was a point in time potentially over the past couple of years when some boosters and donors felt like maybe Bill could call the shot on his successor, but that support appears to have waned, and now it's going to be more of an administrative call. Is that kind of where we we see this thing going?
1: I think so. You know, it's when you've been at a school thirty years and it's his twenty seventh season, but at the three Grand Prince years. Mm-hmm you make a lot of friends and they're usually the big donors because they're at the events you're at. You're at, they, they are, you know, very involved in things, but those gentlemen and women are aging with you um, and might have passed on some of their power to their next generation themselves, or, you know, they, they're looking at this as an investment. They put a lot of money into the program. Uh, They don't want to see it revert. So I, I just, I I know that a lot of the people that even might, people might be considered friends of Bill are ready. They want him to step aside. They don't want him fired, but they know it's time to make a change. And and I think that's the biggest difference this year from any other time. Um, You know, that if you're talking about the U.S. Senate, he doesn't have the votes right now. Mm -hmm, He simply mm -hmm. does not have the votes right now. And I'm not sure he fully realizes that because I'm not sure those same people I'm hearing from are willing to tell Bill, oh, no, you need to retire. Nobody wants to tell him that, and I think that's why some people were shocked that I, you know, knowing that I respect him so much, actually did write that.
0: Well, and I think that's a point that kind of gets lost here, Tim. You know, I've heard this from a lot of people. If Bill Snyder just came out and and, and said, listen— I am going to retire after the season. The overwhelming outpouring of support and love for what this man has done, not just for the program or the athletic department, but for the university over the next couple of weeks, would be astronomical. Instead, we're sitting here in kind of a uh, what's happening, frustrating uh, phase, and Bill Snyder might not even get that send off that he deserves.
1: You're right. You're right. I, you know. I had long said I'd like him to do it early in the year so that every stop he made along the conference, everyone could send him off. and Be like Derek but Jeter. But he didn't want it to be about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want it to be about him. That's simply put. Um, you know, they lose Saturday to KU. A lot of the win comes out of the entire program. Um, I would like to have him have a send-off. And, and honestly, if he's pushing for Sean to be the next head coach or even to be on the next staff, he's going to lose all that influence if he's, you know, has to be removed at the end of the season simply because he's too entrenched uh, and, you know, won't make changes. I really hope it doesn't come to that. It can't end this way. It just shouldn't end this way. Uh, But, you know, when you're in a game of chicken, um, that's kind of what it's feeling like. He's playing that with his own fan base and own athletic director that he just can't back away. And we'll see how it plays out. But he deserves to go out being very well thought of. And unfortunately, um, he's kind of, with his comments after the last two games, uh, been very awkward and odd. I I, I just see people kind of seeing behind the the great Wizards curtain right now, and they don't like what they see. Uh,
0: Tim Fitzgerald, go Power Cat. Tim, is it possible that what made Bill Snyder such a a great coach and the personality that allowed him to turn around a dormant program like Kansas State, that same personality is potentially going to be his, his downfall here?
1: That's a great point. You know, he's always had the answers. He's always been right. Uh, He's always thought he's right, but he has been right. He did what others said couldn't be done, and he's done it now twice. Um, He's kind of proven it can be done, uh, but he's always had that answer. He's known he's had that answer. He's believed he had that answer, and right now he doesn't have the answer. And so it's kind of, it's very awkward for everyone involved. You know, they've never seen him um, really look this kind of lost and befuddled, and uh, he doesn't quite have the same, uh, uh, you know, influence maybe over this team that he's had others, and I'm afraid he's kind of lost this team a little bit, which is probably why he's wondered out loud if you know the ship's ever been in this condition before. And he's talking about his program um, because I, I don't think he has, you know, the full influence over this locker room that he's had in the past.
0: Tim Fitzgerald joining us, Go Powercat. Tim, on on uh, last football note here on this on this very topic, when you look at Uh, what the future might hold. I don't want to jump the gun because we don't know what's going to happen here, but you got to believe, I would imagine, that if they do move on, it will be a clean break from the entire staff. I mean, can you really try to keep some of the pieces that are here, whether it's Andre Coleman or otherwise or a Sean Snyder, and and know that if you're the head coach, a new head coach, you're walking into this thing with full control of the program? I mean, that seems to me like it would be very awkward.
1: Well, yeah, it kind of depends on who they hire. You know, if they hire off his coaching tree, there'll be some existing relationships there mm-hmm. with some of these guys that are in the program. So maybe some guys do survive. Um, maybe a little bit more uh, respect for a guy like Colin Klein because a coach coming in with the tie to the program would realize what he means to the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. If they, if it does end ugly, they do go outside the coaching family and, and hire someone, Um yeah, I'm I not sure that anyone existing on the staff would survive that. We'll see uh, how that plays out, if that, comes, if that takes place. I'm just not sure. Yeah. There's some pretty good coaches on the staff, even though the results mm-hmm. aren't always seen on the field. And you can't blame the recruiting on them. They are so hamstrung by their own head coach with just tons of rules and, re- and limitations on how they can recruit and when they can recruit. And they, they just don't get to go out very often and, um, they don't have the support staff that any, you know almost every other power five conference or power 5 level school has at this point. They have one part-time recruiting director with a couple other part-time people helping them out. It's just a very odd situation.
0: Uh, last thing on that, uh, Tim, is there is there anyone in the coaching tree? Let's leave Sean out of it. You know, we we know how things apparently went down with Jim Levitt. Is there anyone on the coaching tree that you believe Bill Schneider would be happy with?
1: Well, I think he'd be happy with Levitt.. Um, okay. You know, I think that thing in South Florida got to be a little overblown, and you know, he ended up winning all of his uh, litigation over that. I I know this. If if Brent Venable's checks out, you know, your background check and everything, and and uh, he wants the job, you probably give it to Brent Venable at Clemson to be in the uh, case There's a few other guys out there, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think uh, if if you get past those names, you're probably looking outside the tree, though.
0: All right, Tim, uh, let's let's go to a positive note. Uh hoops getting underway uh, this week. Uh, just give us a big picture look. I mean, you look at this team, I believe picked to finish second in the Big 12. A lot of optimism. All the starters back. Who would have thought if I told you 18 months ago Bruce Weber would be the cream of the crop, everybody in Manhattan would love him? Uh, you know, I'd say we're going crazy here. So, uh what's the outlook for the season?
1: Yeah, football bad, basketball good. It feels like the 80s. I'm going to roll in my jeans. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. They're going to be good. How good, we'll see. You know, they really kind of found themselves at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, I think that's the key about this basketball team. They seem to build a great deal of confidence and momentum out of what they did in the postseason. They were always good, but they always seemed to play under their abilities and not really play like a team that knew they were good. Dude, I think this year they're going to come out and hammer some people because they know they're good, they know they should be playing at a high level. Uh, and that's something that Coach Weber really hasn't gotten his teams to do in the past. They've lost some games they probably shouldn't lose. They were inconsistent in their, their level of effort. Uh, and they off, they quite often played like a team that just didn't believe in itself. They're going to believe in themselves. And he went out and got some better depth. So their depth issues have been addressed to a degree, particularly along the front line. I, I think this is going to be a fun team. Uh, and they you know could certainly challenge for the upper... Rungs of this conference ladder, but KU is probably still going to be king of the conference.
0: Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com, do a fantastic job covering the Wildcats. And if you, you know, as you're following a potential coaching search uh, at K State, these are the guys you're going to want to get a hold of. So, Tim, thank you so much, as always, for a few minutes, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Pete. Tim Fitzgerald, go Power Cat! always fantastic insight out of him. Thanks for listening, guys. Please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I will get that koozie in the mail for you. Just take that screenshot of your review, send it to me, Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get it in the mail. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.